canceling the subject tonight because Megan won't sing with us. Ready, Clay, sing with me. If Megan doesn't sing, then we're just going to... We'll cancel it then. Cancel it. We canceled it last week, too, and we're recording another episode. Ready? I believe I can fly. I'm really off. I believe I can touch the sky. Think about it every night. No, nope, it just I, keeps getting perpetually wow. higher and no, like. No, all right, right. Do it again. Ready? I can't harmonize you. Know I believe I can fly. I believe you got to do the melody. You immediately went to the harmony, Clay. Ready? Let's go again. Ready? I believe I can fly. I believe I can. I keep one. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Subject Tonight. I'm Jesse. I'm Megan. And I'm Clay. And this is The, the subject, subject Tonight. tonight. You can join us. Yeah, we had an... Uh, you don't... He gets to do it too. He's a guest. Restart it. Alright, ready, ready. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm Megan. I'm Clay. And, and this, this is, is The Subject, subject tonight. tonight. Do it on time. No, he... It was harmonize with We're it. We're not harmonizing. Ready? <laughs> I'm Jesse. I'm Megan. I'm Clay. And this is The, the subject, subject Tonight! And just like earlier... Backed out. <laughs> <laughs> Megan can sing, and that's what drives me insane. Is you'll 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 ask Megan to sing something with you, and she's like, "Nope, we'll never do it ever." I want to? You got a lovely voice. You do. <sighs> like sing sing a song Today for us. Today on the us. subject tonight, they're just gonna talk about my lovely voice that you'll never hear. And actually waste it. Like sing sing a song for us. Like. Ba da da ba da ba da. That's not the song I would choose. Baby, I can pay you to a kiss from my baby. We're not making money from this. This is really no copyrights. Yeah. Oh, Doctor D. Hey, thank you for all those voice lessons, Doctor D. Shout out, Doctor D. Shout out. Shout out. Shot through the heart, you doctor did for us, you shot me for lessons. So, uh, we're sorry that it's been kind of a, a, a while since... Like a hectic two weeks. Yeah, we've I've switched jobs, and I've now finished all of my classes. His for, name is now Jake from State Farm. Actually, it is illegal for me to give myself a title as an insurance agent that is not part of my... Ins- like, that's not my actual title. Huh. What's Thanks. Your, what's you just, your actual title? I'm. I, I don't know what my actual. I'm just a producer. <laughs> you don't even, you don't even I'm know an insurance. What your title is? Once I get my next license, when I take my test, I will be a insurance producer. Producer, of, like of music. Producer, yeah. It's the only time I'll ever be a producer because my dreams are invalid. Oh. Oh. Dreams are horrible. But what do you call this? Today's hashtag will be hashtag Pity Jesse's dreams. Yeah, and shout out to Doctor DeForest. It's like SpongeBob whenever there's in the graveyard. Owls, no, when they're like when they're in the uh, graveyard, and it's like here lies Squidward's hopes and dreams. <laughs> yes. Here lies all of Doctor DeForest's hard work and planning. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, you'd be a lovely classical performer. (laughs) You know what? Okay, I I wanted to start with housekeeping first, but now that you brought that up, so today's subject is like just music in general. I feel like we're going to talk, touch on several different subjects about this. I have a cool music story. But hold on, yeah. Now that you bring up Seal and Doctor DeForest, I feel like that has to be the story that you start with. (laughs) We weren't quite ready, but we'll go back and do some housekeeping. So we, um, me and Clay, Mm -hmm. uh, we both studied music together at Franklin College. He's the lead guitarist in the band Brandon Boulevard. And on a lot of my uh, recorded tracks that you can find all over the page and stuff, the the, the links to my page, um, 
he did a lot of the oh actually all of the lead guitar if you hear any sick guitar riffs that's clay. clay that's this man right yeah. here say hi again clay hi i'm jesse i'm megan and i'm still clay and this is still the, the subject, subject tonight, tonight. We didn't harmonize that time. No, we're not harmonizing. Say it again. Just say it. Just say it again. The subject tonight. Ready? The subject tonight. Why are we doing? Do it again. The subject tonight. The subject tonight. Why are we doing? The subject tonight. The subject tonight. This is a cult. Yeah, keep saying. I was about to start. I was about to start chanting. We like to have This fun is here. what happens when you go away for three days, you come back, and your husband is oh, a yeah. mess. And okay, she no, was, uh, we won't talk about that yet. She was in Tennessee. We have to tell our story. Okay, so the story is me and Clay studied music together, and we had music history, I mm-hmm. believe, yep. was the class. And we were in music history together, and Dr. DeForest, bless his his large heart. We love you, Dr. D. We do. The sweetest man on earth. <laughs> he, would, he would have links on this website where we would click the link and it would give an example of music. It's like, now this is a piece from, you know, from Johann Sebastian Bach, or this is, uh, yeah, this is very reminiscent of the Baroque Baroque period. Um, Did you say the the Baroque Baroque period? period. And this is Obama's (laughs) sweet beats. As in like, before, thanks Obama. (laughs) Wait, why did Obama immediately come, become a rapper? That's super racist. Whoa. Wait, you, you called me racist last episode for something, and now I'm just calling you out for it. I know. He's, uh, he, uh, what kind of music could you see him as? Do you see him as a country star? I mean, Darius Rucker was a country star. Oh, are you saying just because Darius Rucker, a black man, was a country musician, all black people are now country musicians? No, I'm just coming on to the point that you were like, what do you see Barack as, a country star? As in, like, a Barack, black man can't see Barack, country. No, Barack's just too, like, he, he's just so full of dank memes and awesomery. <laughs> okay, so he's probably, like, into, what, secondhand serenade? Gent. What do no. you Jank memeing? No! I, I say gent. What's just gent? Um, you don't know what gent is? No. Okay, like periphery animals as leaders um wait are you saying that they're animal bands no like chuck e cheese the chuck e cheese band is the ultimate gent just so great to be a kid i'm gonna have i'm just gonna have to show you guys buy my pizza in my ball pit i think that we still haven't finished the story we're probably gonna anyways 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 no we're not no he um he anyways he'd have these links on his website for us to click on and it was like this is remnant of the broke period and every time he would someone in this small class that you, we had you hey we got Not states someone. to do it one yeah. day okay just because multiple it. people you like did it after you you started it okay you did it more because than you're terrible anyone. we would i would queue up Right whenever it sings "Baby," which I believe is like fifty-three seconds. Yeah. Okay, you have to say "Kiss from a Rose." From like, "Kiss from a Rose." No, the, well, I would, I would, yeah, "Seal's Kiss from a Rose." The part where it goes, also, "Baby, also I can make you do a kiss from a rose." Would be like that. Probably. I could actually see Barack singing that old like soul stuff. No, like, that train are coming. Blues. They um had a like blues jam at the White House. They had like BB King, um, I heard about guy. That. Uh, Gary Clark Jr. and um, Obama actually got up on stage, or he didn't get up on stage, but they handed him a microphone and started singing. I yeah. don't remember what song it was, but it, he, he's got a voice. He's got a All right, we figured microphone. it out. Yeah, he's going to sing soul and blues. Just but like anyways, feel. So, Dr. DeForest, <laughs> we would just play it. He'd be like, all right, go ahead and press the link, and I would immediately be ready. That's a perfect just impression click, of him. Baby, I can bear you. And every time, he would get so 
angry. See, but the thing is, is like when Doctor DeForest is angry, the only thing that I can that I can tell you to imagine He's is imagine like a tiny gerbil in in a cage that can't get to its water bottle, so it's frustrated but still adorable. He was just and, he and was also very he was also very disappointed. It buries its face in its hands yeah. because like and then the I can't time, stand these. The whole time you're just like. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times you almost drove that man to tears. I know. I think. The, I, Do you think, I think that you're the his, worst. his funniest, funniest student or his greatest disappointment? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think my favorite moment with Doctor DeForest was with Clay. Oh, with Lord, the song. What was it? Um, it's. Oh, I can't remember. Surprise. What, yeah, it's called the Surprise Symphony. That's the nickname it has. But it starts out real quiet. So it's like da 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 da. And it just does that until I, it's, I had the timing down perfectly because I used to play it on my Nintendogs thing and it scared the living crap out of the dogs and I always thought it was hilarious. So it's doing that and I knew that the really loud part is about to come up and everybody's just sitting there all quiet. And of course you probably have this smug look on your face. <laughs> And that poor man fell out of his chair. Yeah, as soon as it happened, (laughs) Dr. DeForest jumps and falls out of his chair almost. Clay does fall out of his chair laughing. And the rest of us are looking at Dr. DeForest, (laughs) who's red in the face. Looks like someone has just, like, shot at him. He was so afraid. We gave that poor man a heart attack. You have to realize that the first time that I met this man, I quacked at him. And the only reason I did that is because Jesse was doing some pedagogy class. And he said it helped with breath control. So he was like, okay, Jesse, show me an example of something you've taught her. And I just started <laughs> Oh, yeah, she was my student for it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, quack, go quack, on. Quack, 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 quack. Go on ahead. We're going to do our warm-ups now. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Ready, know- student? Quack, 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 but the very first thing that I let out of my mouth is not, hi, my name's Megan, I'm your student, or I'm his student, or whatever. I'm her studer. Yeah. <laughs> Sturer. Oh my god, I'm stuttering. <laughs> well, it's basically what I did, because I just quacked at him. <laughs> no. Are you sure this episode has to be about music? We could just do this whole episode. It's Dr. Dr. DeForest, Dr. yeah. Surprise! It's a Dr. DeForest episode. He won't even listen to it. No, the thing it. about Dr. DeForest is that he's like five foot four. And Are you sure I think he's 5'6"? Mm. I'm 5'10". He's 5'4". He's like a oh. head shorter he's than a, me. He's a, he's a short man. He's and he's amazing, a lovely man. Though. And he... But the thing is, is he has incredible voice. Oh, oh my he god. He has an incredible voice. It's it's this amazing operatic tenor. And What's that one song? Um, uh, we were just listening to it the other day. It's really good to hear your voice. Boy, saying my name, it sounds so... Copyright. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we can't sing more than... We're not supposed to, but we're not doing this for profit. Yeah, but they can probably still sue us. Ah, uh, maybe. No. Who, who is that? Hinder. Oh, I was going to say Seether. That was really for wrong. Seether? <laughs> I, uh... We're going to talk about music stuff today, but I have a neat story. What's your need story? All right, so or strapped I've again. checked. I've checked a few sources. Let me pull out my phone. I've checked a few sources to make sure that this is true. 
I don't think it is. Wrong. I don't even know what it Wrong. is. Wrong. We did that at the end of our last. News. So, so paraphrasing through this, this is from SavingCountryMusic.com. Um, but it's fr- it's on a bunch of different oh, sites. Well, if it's about country music, it's obviously um, a lie. The badass stories about Johnny Cash abound, and here, over a decade after his death, his prominence as a man of culture greatness still looms as large as it ever did. But arguably, the first mon- moment of greatness for Johnny Cash happened off the stage, while while away from the spotlight, and before he was known to anyone as a musician. Um, he was in the Air Force, for those who don't know. Um, Johnny Cash, now I'm getting away from this, but... Johnny Cash was in the Air Force for some years, and he started working on Morse code and decoding things from other countries, and one of his stations was from the Soviet Union. Hmm. He was the one who sent the message to the White House that Joseph Stalin was dead. What? He was the first person, the first American. Johnny freaking Cash. Yeah. It was decoded to him. He picked it up, and he sent it to the White House. Do you think he wrote a song about it later? My name is Sue. How do you do? Now you're going to die. Why are you so loud right now? Have you I'm never sitting, heard that song? I'm sitting right next to you, though. And you're literally no, I know. Have you ever heard that, that song? song? in my ear. Yeah, that, he does that in the song. He stops singing. He's like, my name is Sue. I, da- I guarantee it was not that loud. Have you heard Johnny Cash ever in person? Johnny? When would I have the chance to meet Johnny Like live Cash? performances, you no, Dip, no, I have not been to a live performance. No, like you've never been to one, but you've heard him like. Well, have... Yeah, because your mom's obsessed with him, and like yeah, that's all like she the live the really... live performances of Johnny Cash. He's just a sweating, coked up mess for like a big part of his <laughs> well, life. He's a talented, sweaty, coked up mess. <laughs> well, he's dead. That's who you could be if you really put some effort into it. Coke. Yep. You may be high, but you'll never be Johnny Cash eating cake <laughs> in a bush. High. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme. <laughs> No, that was Michael's story, though. Um, anybody else have one, or are you all, you know, horrible at your job? Well, no, it's not necessarily, because, so when you were like, hey, just find a story or whatever, I didn't even have to find one as soon as he said that, because I didn't know he meant specifically about yeah. my favorite band. I thought just, like, it had to involve my favorite band. So my favorite story is honestly probably one that most teens that listen to Avenger Sevenfold share. Uh-huh. And it's the fact that when I was probably, I want to say 15, Avenged Sevenfold was coming to the Egyptian room. Now, you have to remember, this is still when the Rev was alive. So this would have been my very last opportunity to see the entire band. Was he British, the Rev? No. Was he American? No, they all grew up in the same town. You know how he died? You know how you know he's American, though? He died of drug overdose. Why you gotta go there? Because like, the British is, can't die of drug overdose. This is supposed to be a funny, like, anecdotal story. And I'm all you, sorry, you know but what it is... the world needs to know. If you're British, you will not die of drug overdose. Oh, okay. So his problem was that he was American. Yeah. Americans can't handle their drugs. Uh, to anyone out there suffering with a drug problem that's come to our, our episode for some reason, I'm sorry that my husband is an insensitive prick. If they're British, that's not a problem. They just do drugs. Oh, Jesus. It's only a problem when it's a danger to themselves. We're keeping that moment of awkward silence on the <laughs> So my story is that this would have been the last opportunity for me to see the original band play together. Of course, I didn't know that at the time, but you know what I mean? Oh, it's not God. like I was just Megan like, killed the rim! <laughs> so my mom was like, Avenged Sevenfold? That just, oh, no. that just sounds, I don't know, I've heard you listening. I haven't heard the lyrics, but I've heard some of the background music that, that kind of like sounds. Christian band. No, that is not what my mom thought at all. My mom thought thought they were Satan worshippers. So, of course, if anyone out here listens to Avenged Sevenfold, 
10 bucks says you can guess the song that I played for. It was Dear God, the most not satanic like, culty song country-esque ever. The country-esque sounding song yes, that they do. It's, good it's, song. It, 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 is. it is really good, but I guarantee that's the song that all teens play their parents when they're like, oh, you want to go see this concert? Well, let me hear one of their songs. Let me hear what you'll be listening to. Oh, sure, Mom, because it's like a totally acceptable song. Doesn't talk about anything bad whatsoever. Is really like just kind of like a chill song. And then as soon as she's like, she left, she's like, yeah, I'll talk to your dad about it. I mean, I didn't end up going, but she at least said she talked to him about it. And then she left to go to the grocery store. I'm all alone. As soon as she leaves, I'm pretty sure I turned on either Beast in the Harlot or Backcountry and was just like blasting it in my room. I wonder what that song was for like the younger generation. Like Like any Elvis song? Well, I mean... Probably one of his Christmas songs, and then... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like Blue Christmas, and then right after that. I think Aerosmith... Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, the song Don't Wanna Miss a Thing didn't come out until, like, 98. That's a great song. Yeah, but that would have been the Aerosmith song. I'm like, pretty sure yeah. that song. Steven Tyler, like, is usually Wah! up on stage. Well, I'm pretty sure he does that in the song, too. That song. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, song. He... Yeah, I uh, and then he, then he, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that geez, song that's... premiered yeah. in Armageddon, like the movie yeah. about the asteroid with Bruce Willis. Yeah, and... that was a great movie, too. Bruce Willie. Yeah. Willie, Willie. Willie. He's famously bald. He is. Uh, apparently, he's a jerk, from what I've heard. Aww. Not to defame Bruce Willis Bruce in any Willis, way. if you're listening and you're not a jerk, please let us know. He's also a wonderful blues musician. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He plays guitar and harmonica. You know who else is a... What's his really name? Nice voice. You know yeah. who else is a what's great musician? Yeah. H. John Benjamin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> This is the most beautiful thing in the world that I discovered on accident. <laughs> so, hold on, don't tell the story until we're done laughing. Uh, no, I'm going to tell the story. So, H. John Benjamin decided to dabble within the realm of jazz music, and he just got a bunch of people together that were professional jazz musicians, and was like, "Hey, let's let's make an album." and the what's the name of the album? It's I like I can't play piano. Yeah. If I wish I knew how to play piano or no, something. No, I'm pretty sure it's I can't play piano. Like that's. Let me look it up. Look, I it, can't look it up real quick. Play. Will we get in trouble for sharing a snippet of one of them on there? I don't know. Oh, um, the the name of the album is John Benjamin Jazz Daredevil. Oh, but the, it's like I can't play piano parts one through yeah, four, right? Yeah, it's uh, like a bunch of the tracks, and it's John Benjamin, H. John Benjamin, not knowing how to play piano, sitting down with professional jazz musicians and plunking on a piano. And the first song is probably the like, it's probably what I could do. It's it's my it's level. Man up, man up, But like half of them, they don't sound right, and he's like hitting one key at a time. But surprisingly. So there's like 10 songs on this album, but like every other one or every couple is called I Can't Play Piano Part Something. Yeah. By the time he gets to part four, it's actually pretty He starts getting, and like jazz musicians were going nuts. So like, this is like the epitome of what jazz music is. Just common people coming together and playing raw music. And I'm like, I think it's just H. John Benjamin. (laughs) What my favorite part of it is, is that H. John Benjamin during one of the songs, this guy starts playing a bass solo. Yeah, and he's just... And his, and his, no one and no one's name is Joe. Joe. His, his name's Billy, I think, the bass player. And he's, go get it, Joe! And there's no one named Joe. They're, like, there's people talking about it, like, in interviews, and they're like, we have no clue who Joe was. <laughs> I mean... That's the epitome of jazz, though. Yeah. Epitome well, actually, actually, coming from, like, an academic standpoint, because, like, theory is my thing, um, that's a really good, like, 
I guess best way to say it, it's a really good kind of aleatoric music, which is music of chance. Like you could just pull some random person off the street and never play an instrument in their life. Be like, hey, play this. I'm gonna record it. We're gonna play other stuff behind you. So kind of like and, Jesse when he used to go to the arts cafe and just learn a random instrument in a week. Unless you learn to play not, the fucking theremin. <laughs> where's the door? Not quite, because like aleatoric is supposed to be music of chance. So I mean, you it's not necessarily just picking up a random instrument. Well, I guess, yeah, you could just pick up a random instrument, but it would have to be based on, like, a dice roll, which instrument you picked up, or... Oh, okay, so like, completely random. Yeah, completely randomized. Uh, today's theory lesson is brought to you by Clay. Clay Murphy. I like music theory. I'm a nerd. See, <laughs> music theory, to me, was just learning the rules to break. Because I didn't I'm, music that is that's exactly because you were a history and political science major. My mama said that you can't play piano. Get wrecked, scrub, scrub lord. <laughs> I'm ripped. Sad face. <laughs> we love you, Megan. We do. So, Clay, what's your story? Um, I don't know. Let I, me I, guess. Is it of, about Axl Rose? The sound of I mean, which one where he? just flipped out on someone in the crowd because there's a million stories about that. Um, I honestly can't think of any that would be appropriate for this. I'm gonna be a listener. Who's Axl Rose, Clay? What are you talking about? Who doesn't know who Axl Rose is, you f pleb? You're terrible at this. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. Can we, can we just, like, add a bleep in yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can bleep it. Okay. Well, actually, I do have a fun story about Guns N' Roses. Um... Start off, I grew up in West Lafayette, which just north of, way north of here. Um, and that's actually where, like, the West Lafayette, Lafayette area was where Axl Rose grew up, um, Izzy Stradlin. I, I'm i 900% sure that I'm right, but I'm also that same amount that's pretty percent sure. sure that I could probably be wrong. So, um, 50-50. I know that Axl Rose that's grew up That's not 9,000%, that's 50%. Shut up! <laughs> I knew that... I know that Axl Rose grew up in the Lafayette and West Lafayette area. Izzy yeah. Stradlin, I believe, um, like, Indianapolis area. Um, Did he go look, to Warren? Look that up for me. If he went um, to Warren, then what's up? Um, Shout out to my job, CP. <laughs> but, yeah, I grew up in that area, and I, it was always a big thing at my elementary school. Whenever we went to, like, the dances and stuff, they'd play Guns N' Roses. They're like, hey, let's give some hometown love to this dude even though he's kind of a not good person he's uh got... he was born in lafayette indiana yeah <laughs> uh, izzy was born in uh lafayette and axel i believe lafayette i don't know dude uh, what good is it having your lafayette, bone out if yep, you're not yeah. gonna use oh so it. they both they both went to lafayette yeah. um so yeah i grew up in the same area Ew, his name is william he hey, legally changed it to Axel. I don't care. His name was originally yeah. William. So <laughs> my eighth grade English teacher, um, <laughs> I, she knew Axel to some extent. Um, but there was a an ice cream place that my family used to go to all the time up in Lafayette. Um, and they always had this policy. They don't mix flavors. They are incredibly strict about that to the point where it's kind of what? funny. So yeah. like, I want chocolate peanut butter. You better put chocolate and peanut butter. No, Wait, you're so not getting you'd it. have to get two separate bowls. Yeah. Yeah. This is America! Ice cream Nazis. So, Axl Rose went to this ice cream shop one time, and he'd been going there his whole life, and there'd been the same lady that had worked there for God knows how many years. 
Um, and he's like, yeah, can I get a strawberry or it was like chocolate and vanilla or something? And this lady looks him dead in the eye. William, you know we don't mix flavors. <laughs> like, Ooh. I felt like that was a race thing. What? What? No. We don't mix flavors around here. Jeez. I'm from Martinsville. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. I I try my best to be you a good person. Fail all the time. No, I am. Um, I think that since I've become friends with Clay, I've really gotten more into rock music. Because my whole life, I've from being you know from being from Martinsville, it's always been like country and bluegrass and stuff. But like since I've been hanging out with Clay, I've gotten to a lot more rock and stuff like that. And I like uh, how Clay now, contributed to this, and not the fact that you've been with me since 2011. And my favorite band is Avenged Sevenfold. I like, actually actually hated them when I first started listening, but then I yeah, well, and then, then Clay then, came no, around. No, and no, he's no. Like, oh yeah, they're no, great. no, no, no. I started breaking it apart like before I met Clay, and I was still with you. And I, I, I caught myself listening. I broke it apart. I was like, there are a lot of really great guitar parts and the lyr- the lyrical guitar in it. Oh yeah. The um the the voice parts in it, the harmonies and all that. It's actually very well done, especially. And then I started looking into the rev and some of like his drum solos and some of the drum compositions. The amazing things that he was able to yeah. do. Yes. Like it's it was just all around. They're all around good musicians. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't like was when I looked up what the lead singer of Avenged Sevenfold looks like. <laughs> I watched that a music video. I was like, I, I was like, who are you? I expected so, some giant like. You s- ignored amazing music because you didn't think that their lead singer was your version of attractive. No, not no. He's attractive. He's not what I thought he looked like. It dashed all of my That's expectations. That's literally like me saying that I no longer like Darius Rucker because I didn't know that Hootie was black until 2010. Whoa! Why are you making it about race? It's not about race. It's about an appearance thing because huh. he didn't match. I love this story because Megan in the story is like, Hootie was black? Yeah, so my parents, <laughs> my parents here. <laughs> thought I knew, I guess. So Hootie, well not Hootie, sorry, Darius Rucker opened up for Rascal Flats in like 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. And I went to this concert, and my dad's like, oh, man, I've been to a Hootie and the Blowfish concert. I hope that he still has the same stage presence. You're really going to like him. Now, you have to realize, my dad was not the most... Um, Racially inclusive. That, that, thank you. Thank you. That's... That's how you say people are racist. <laughs> okay, hey, but we're respectful because my dad is dead, and I'm not going to insult his name. Okay? But... My dad was not educated in the field of inclusion. He was racist. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> when when he was like, oh, man, Hootie's amazing, I'm like, in my mind, he's got to be white. Like, that just made sense why to me. Why he got to be white? So, because that's why. Okay. So when I got there and he gets up on stage and everyone's going, Hootie, Hootie. This guy walks out on stage. He's got a guitar around him, and he happens to be black. Rock and, me my and life. in my yeah. mind, that's got to be the guitarist or something. We're still <laughs> waiting for Hootie, and then he starts singing, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And they're still chanting Hootie. So I text my mom and dad at the same time. I'm like, "Wait a minute, is Hootie black?" And they're like, "Yes." How did you not know this? <laughs> I just imagine you in a, like a quiet room with him playing, like in a church or something, playing guitar. Hootie is black! <laughs> yes, and just shouting it at him. <laughs> no! You're gonna it reminds me mic. of the time um, at church with the nesting dolls. <laughs> Which <Yeah. route? laughs> this the, the, this pa- the pastor had nesting dolls, and he was like, Telling hey, there's a story just, to the there's kids just a little front. bit more yeah. 
a, there's more surprises inside, and you open it up, and there's another gift, and it's beautiful and stuff. And he's like, he's like, and then I open the next one, and I just go witchcraft. But the thing is, is he was like waiting for all these kids to see there's another one in there. So he goes, and I'll open this next one, and he got real quiet, and no one said anything. So when Jesse whispered witchcraft, we could all hear it. <laughs> It's also it's like the time my my mom uh, coached little league um, um, cheerleading. Like I was I I was in the stands. I was like w- like yeah, go mom, and then go dad for coaching little league football. Yeah, and my dad coached the Vikings, um, and so. <laughs> And so my mom is like, "Give me a V, give me an I," and you know everyone in the in the in the stands is kind of doing it with them. Yeah. And then, what's that smell? No one says a word. And you, you can hear a, you can hear a pin drop when I yell pudding. <laughs> <laughs> As no one else says Vikings, and I yell at the top of my lungs pudding. I I I, don't really think, I thought you said what's that smell? No, what, what's that, that smell? Pudding. <laughs> no, and what so my mom pudding? immediately looks at me like I will destroy you, and everyone in the crib that stands is laughing. I am fourteen and horribly embarrassed. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so the way that you tell this story, you made it sound like you were like six or seven. It makes no. it worse that you were. I was fourteen. You should have known. And I was I was still in the wheelchair at this point. I, Wait, what? Yeah, oh yeah. Broke his leg. Oh. When I broke my knee, they did not give me crutches. They did not give me a cane. You weren't even it supposed to have enough, your leg. It was bad enough. It was bad enough that with I broke my kneecap in four pieces um, whenever I was fourteen years old. You did not break it. Oh, yeah, Some uh, yeah broke somebody it. broke it whenever I was wrestling, and they're like, "If you break this leg again, or if you fall on this leg and you damage it any further, you may lose your leg." you won't have use for it. It would just be dead weight on you. And so uh, my doctor was like, I'm going to give you a wheelchair for two months. And after two months, you can use crutches. Then after that, we'll see about getting you walking again. And um, So were you just a jerk the whole time you were in this wheelchair knowing that your mother couldn't beat you? No. <laughs> Here's the thing. I did everything for myself still while in the wheelchair. I, I cooked my own food. I did my chores and all that stuff. That is how I actually discovered for the first time I could grow a beard. Because I was like, I can't reach the sink to shave and no one will help me. And the end of two months, I had a giant red beard. And I was like, I can do this, apparently. This is something that I'm <laughs> able a, to do at this age. It's a superpower. Speaking of being able to do it, I'm so happy that you work at State yeah, Farm now. You I'm got getting my all beard this. back. You, can you hear it? Mm, that's get some that's a, the sound of happy. Get some <laughs> ASMR stuff going up. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, no, but, um, but that was horribly embarrassing because, like, there's other kids and stuff that are my age there. You know, I don't know if I don't know how it is for other towns, but Martinsville is that small town where even at like the little league games, middle school and high school kids would show up and they'd throw the ball. They'd be cheering for their their younger brothers and stuff like that. And the, and um, so you know, all and then my back peers back at home with everyone that stayed at home, they're getting camp- pamphlets from the KKK. So you know, yeah. it's all around yeah. great. Everyone's having a good time. And, uh, <laughs> And so, but we're throwing the, you know, they're just throwing the balls and sitting in the stands talking. And of course, there's a group of like these girls that I know from school, and I'm the idiot in the stand. Pudding! <laughs> That's not my music story. That's mm-hmm. just me. Well, speaking of not being music stories, let's take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you guys a funny story that's super not music related, but I got to because it's all about my nieces. Bye, everyone. I'll be right back. Bye-bye. We'll be back. Hi, 
welcome back. back. How dare you take my thing? Excuse mm. you, he's our guest. How Jing dare you? I, I'm just doing what I'm told. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is me holding an imaginary knife, <coughs> stabbing my husband, and now it's the Clay and Megan show. This is me mm. holding a real knife. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does have a real knife. I do. It's a, it's a, a Camillus titanium. Hey, Jesse, you remember that time you stuck a knife in my mouth to help another, me sing? Another great music story. Yeah. It was not a knife, either. It was a saw blade. That's worse. <laughs> so sharp. Clay used to have this really bad habit of when he sang, putting his, taking his tongue and, and putting it on the roof of his mouth, sort of. And what you're supposed to do... I think it's a do, lot thing that a lot of... Yeah, do. a lot of people do that, and it's just a bad habit of raising your tongue, and when you do so, it constricts airflow, and it can actually strain your voice. Well, I kept telling him, just keep it down. And he's like, okay, and just immediately put it back up when you're singing again. I was like, I don't have a tongue compressor, but you know what will make him not put his tongue up? If, if he does put his tongue up, it gets cut by a saw blade. So I took a small uh, sawzall blade... And I put it on the roof of his mouth, and I said, Clay, if you sing and you raise your tongue and cut yourself, it's your fault. And he had Jacob holding me while this was going on, so I had no, I no way like to get the knife out like of my mouth. Rape. He's just... <laughs> it was <laughs> It was absolutely horrifying, but I mean, it worked, and now I have, have a pretty pretty wide range you do you you've heard what i used better. to have you know who has an amazing singing voice that i did not well don't get me wrong i expected it but i wasn't aware of who? my little niece oh, maggie oh, yeah. you should hear her sing moana first of all she knows every word to every song yeah um she absolutely loves it she stays on key you know on pitch and everything almost the entire time every once in a while like um, her one of her favorite songs from Moana is "You're Welcome," so it's a little <laughs> bit different because it's you know it's Maui's song. Now, yeah. if you ask Tyson, that's my song. I'm gonna listen to uh, my song from Maui. Like uh, Maui wrote that for him. It's super cute. Aww. But no, Maggie will sing along with everything, and it is pretty much the greatest thing ever. Don't I mean Sydney sings too? But like Maggie, the fact that she's five and can do all of that, all I can think of is that little girl that goes on Ellen all the time and sings with her dad. That's my that's my if, niece. I'm if a lady you here. haven't seen Moana yet, please do. We actually watched it before recording this podcast. I also watched it last. I night had never, yeah, and... I'd never seen it before, and I I actually liked it. It's good. That that should that that should have won an Oscar just for the scene. Um, it where... came out this year, babe, didn't it? What? Yeah. It was at the Oscars. It was Moana. Was it? I thought it came out this year. <laughs> no, it may not have been at the Oscar. No. Look up the release. Date. No, you, I don't have my phone. You do. All right. No, but Moana definitely should win some kind of award because the videography in it is absolutely incredible. The um, the music in it, my goodness. It was so pretty. Lin-Manuel like, Miranda did oh a fantastic job. We just need uh, we need to devote an entire episode just to Lin. To Lin-Manuel Miranda. I could talk about him for days. Yeah. So much Lin. I think he came out of nowhere, it seemed like, too. No, I mean, the thing is, is that he didn't. He worked his way up. So, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, he came out of nowhere with Hamilton. Uh, excuse you, he also did it in the Heights. Like, he is known for this. And that's part of the reason that they, they had him on House. If you guys haven't watched House. Um, oh, yeah, he was toward, on that. Yeah, I think it's either the last season or the second to last season. House is in um, a rehab facility, and just he so plays his know, roommate. And that, just, that is Lynn. 
it uh, opening weekend was November twenty fifth uh, of two thousand sixteen. You know what? It should have won a million things. Yeah. So it uh, whatever. Um, no, but on just on the subject of my nieces, I got to spend the last three days with them, and well, two and a half, whatever. And I learned some pretty interesting information while I was there. Oh yeah. So when I go down to see them, or when they come up here. I really like to spoil them for the fact oh, that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the fact that I get to see them once every four or five months, usually. We do. It really sucks, yeah. you know? So I try to, hey, while you're here, since I haven't been able to see you, let's go do this, or let's go do this, or hey, you want this monster high doll? Let's get five. Like, <laughs> so I understand that I spoil them. I didn't understand that they knew that. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I took the kids out to eat the night before, and then... When their mom went shopping, I took them all to McDonald's. Yeah. While we're at McDonald's, Sydney, my oldest niece, she's nine, looked at me and she goes, Aunt Megan, you're my favorite aunt. Now she has, what, three? I don't three, know. Three aunts? Yeah, she has three aunts. I'm the third or whatever. And she goes, you're my favorite aunt. And I'm like, oh, really? Why is that? Because you don't ever, you know, because you don't get to see me or whatever. She goes, well... You take us out to dinner, you buy us ice cream, and you buy us dolls, and you, you buy, buy us, us this, and buy, us buy, and buy, that. buy, and that's everything. I was yeah. like, Sydney, do you only like me for my money? And this is where I didn't know how smart she was. She completely manipulated me into dropping the situation by going, no, I also like you because I love you. Oh. <laughs> but then later I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, little sociopath. That is my niece. No, that is definitely <laughs> That's my niece. I you. do that to you all the time. That's you. Exactly. Yeah. She knows how to do that, too. I also love you because you're cute. And you're a hard-working man that makes money for me. <laughs> so I can spend all your money. I like how you'll sing that. You'll, like, sing those, and then it's like seeing a real song, okay, and you're like, because, like, no. that's me being funny. That's not me actually. Yeah, because I really sing things. Dream on! Are you I okay? Mean, that's really I, how I sing. I mean, I know that you said dream on, but I don't think anybody <laughs> that's listening dream to this is going to you, you're, you're, no. we, we watched a video in my vocal pedagogy class on... Yeah. Um... Steven Tyler's vocal cords because he had like he had to have surgery on it and his vocal cords look really weird. Yeah, I imagine I think your all vocal, vocal cords, cords probably they, look pretty they weird. really do. Like vocal cords aren't actually like cords; they're folds. Mm -hmm. Vocal cords are, I guess, the subdivisions of your folds because they are multiple. Like they're multiple cords that make up a home like fold, mm -hmm. and it's they're really weird looking. They're really cool. But don't damage them because they're irreparable. Yeah. The only sure way to repair the only way to repair them is through Extensive like very surgery and even then laser surgery. Mm -hmm. But that it was Judy Garland, I think, that during her laser surgery they botched it yep. and they put a hole in in her vocal folds, mm -hmm. and it really messed up messed them up. They were trying to do a corrective thing to remove a note, and they just wrecked them. Is that why, like? Okay, so I, I didn't actually know what nodes were, and so in Pitch Perfect, when she's like, oh, I God. have nodes, I thought they were making a joke, like, I have herpes. No, no. So that's like, sort of I what do... they were doing. It, like... nodes, it, but it's like a legitimate It's a serious thing. thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. For a, vocal, for a vocalist to have nodes is very bad, because they that have... That could very... be the end of your career. Yeah. Is it like a tumor? What is a It's node? like a very small, like, bump. And, and there's those multiple. Small, those small bumps, though, have to be removed through laser surgery, and it's very dangerous surgery. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, like he said, it can ruin your whole vocal career. That's why. Or it can make you a bass. 
No. That no. That, that would not yeah. happen. That's what well that's why they're I like mean, Are you telling me that Pitch Perfect lied to me? Yeah. That's yeah. well that's why they say be careful like with growl, with growl on your voice and stuff. Yeah. Like whenever they say you're destroying your vocal cords, they're not saying your vocal cords are being ripped apart. You're creating you're creating nodes and you're creating, you know, b- all these bumps and uh possibly tears. So I have a fun story. All right. Um so, for anybody that has any kids in the car, I am going to say one bad word. It's the A word, so got any kids, cover up their ears. Astronaut. Just, yes. Yep. That, that's exactly the word, Jesse. Okay, if this is the story I think it is, though, it's totally worth listening to. I promise that it's not just like a vulgar use of the A word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is that the story? <laughs> yep. Yes, okay. it is. Okay. <laughs> so, the summer between my freshman and sophomore year... <laughs> was probably the best summer I have ever had because it was just a whole summer of me, Jesse, and Jacob and doing your nothing. bromance. Yes. That was awesome. We ate Little Caesars pizza almost every day <laughs> and recorded an entire EP and I we did all sorts of crazy stuff. But Airplane. The, yes. That's not the word. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> That's a story for another time. Um so Jesse decided he was really bored one day. I was. And he was like, okay, I'll be right back. And <laughs> he comes back. and he, There's never anything good when he says that. Uh, he had stripped down to nothing, but As he had a... Gu- naked, right? But he had a guitar in front of him. <laughs> so this man, with all of his other fraternity brothers still in the house... Starts saying, okay, he's got a guitar. He started singing this song while walking around the teak house. Is it even ready? That's close enough. You can make it work. This is my ass. I wrote this song for you. This is my ass. I wrote this song for you. This is my ass. My ass, my ass. This is my ass. My ass, my ass. This is my ass. Okay, we, we need to also preface the fact that the entire time he's singing this, like, in the video that I saw, obviously he's taking it from the back, like, while he's singing. Whoa! Okay. Whoa. No, but, like, okay, so Jacob was taking Jacob was the video standing behind, behind Jesse. Jesse. So, you can see his white butt. <laughs> I also have what I self-describe as a Spongebob butt. Uh, yeah. It's and very square and very square. pale. And, I mean, obviously, everyone that's in the room. Because wasn't it um, Robbie and Elijah's room? No, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot. I did it to Robbie, Robbie and Elijah. And then I did it to uh, someone else. I just walked in. I kicked their door down. <laughs> this this is my ass and then i jumped and turned around real quick and started shaking my butt while singing it and they were totally quiet until the very end they go what the hell is that oh needless to say that was the best summer ever that was an incredible summer and it was very productive and Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes two people meet and they just fall in love and it and was not was, with Megan. Yeah, that was playing Jesse. First <laughs> no, of all, was... not only are they even mm, more in love than Jesse mm. loves me, oh, they share baby. a birthday. Oh, sweet like, baby. Like, their, their mm. love was meant Touch to be. Skin. Mm. Stop making it weird. <laughs> it's already no, weird. So, it's been weird for the past yeah, like, four years, three and a half years that I've just, known you. We've been very weird together. The way we met was I was, I was moving oh. into a room, and, um, and somebody that was helping me move, her name is Carmen, me and her were talking Hi, about we were talking about something very inappropriate, and as we're talking about it, Clay walks by and just a very loud sexual word is yelled, 
and he he just pokes his head I, back, I take two steps back, looking, leads in, and what? he was not called by his actual name. We called Wait, him something else. No, is this else. when he was like moving in? And moving to the in, dorm yeah. With you? yeah. He had like with first, you though, because I know no, he was no, no. First, okay. first day of his ever being in college, yeah. and um, and so that's how we met. But uh, me and Clay just mesh really well with music. I found like we we, we write stuff and it just comes out with us. We you mesh better than Jess with music. We found yeah. that out. Um, it was like a week or so before the talent show oh, yeah. that they had. Um, when did we have a talent show? At the, at the Franklin's Got Talent. Yeah, that thing. We did this but thing, and we were yeah. We, I did. I was do just that. like one day. I was just like, "You want to write a song?" And he just looks at me. Yeah. And we wrote a song called "Change the Way." We've had like five I different versions of that song. About yeah. That. I wish I could change the way I did everything and I would change the way I was and I am. I like how we don't have to say copyright now because that's yeah. the song. My favorite part of that, my favorite part of that is at the end when I say, I was and I am to change the way. If you guys uh, like the little snippets that he's doing, uh, that song is on our website. It it's Jesse Hamilton We gotta re-record yeah. Change the Way. Okay, well, I lied. That song's oh. not on there. There's a ton of nice songs on Keep there. Keep an eye out, because after this, me and Clay are gonna record Change the Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know you guys can't see this, but Clay is legitimately in pain right now, because Corin is climbing on him, and we're petting him, and what cats. we didn't realize is that um, Corin is digging his claws into Clay as we're petting him, and, and so I, I look over, and Clay is just <laughs> Clay is just in immeasurable pain. Is that a good Corin? Yeah. Ow. Are you gonna attack our recording equipment? Yes. Yeah, he's yeah, looking at it. I love cats, but oh my All lord! All right, Corin, time to go. Bye bye. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 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 I didn't throw him, but I did just pick him up and, like, remove him from the scene of the crime. He's so chill. All of our cats are really chill, except for Dende, and that's just because Dende's been out in the wild. about Dende? Okay, so Dende the other day did kind of give me a fright, because he... He gave you a fright? He did. He pooped in the room, and I went, (gasps) Dende! And I sat up real quick, and he ran into the bathroom, and I walked in there, I was like, no, bad. And he goes, (laughs) I was like, never mind, jeez. That cat's seen, that cat, when we got him had a broken tooth and He's... they found out the tooth was broke most likely from defending himself like they because put him he was in the... declawed whoever let him go or however he got out he was obviously a house cat ahead of time because he was fixed and declawed yeah and he was declawed on his front paws well yeah. his mean, back claws are the only awful way that they declaw them still yeah. his yeah. back claws are awful and he scratches you when he tries to lay on you. He, he like doesn't hooks, never he hooks me. himself into your body. He loves mama so oh, God. much. No, had, get out of here. I had a cat who was super jumpy. His name was Dexter, and he was he was a Maine Coon, so he was big and fluffy and adorable, and he was like the best cat ever. Um, but anyways, there was one night that I was watching TV with him, and something on the TV was like really loud, and he was sitting on my stomach like asleep. Yeah whatever it was scared him and instantly all of his claws like on all four legs just go into my stomach and i had to like pry each one out and it was the most painful thing ever we ha- no, i probably should have gotten stitches that to you when like 
So he, he insists on laying on one of us mm -hmm. to go to bed. And I know it's so that he can steal our warmth, but I like to think that it's because he loves me that much. Yeah. But when Jesse will roll over, what I've learned to do is roll slowly so that he anticipates it. Jesse's just like, flop. <laughs> and Dende freaks out. And holds on and won't let go. <laughs> we had a cat named Hope, and we found Hope oh, on 9-11. No. Um, and we thought Hope was a girl. It turns out Hope was horribly... Um, Horribly malnourished and horribly abused. Well, we thought the same thing with Dende. We named him Bulma before well, we knew. Well, the thing about Hope, that's just because we couldn't get a good enough look because he didn't trust us enough. Well, Hope, he was also really malnourished. Hope had no discernible genitalia. Yeah. Because oh. he had not really developed, like, from the outside, you couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. And he was so young. And the doctor was able to, you know, look at it at the bat. And uh, I was like, so do you think, you know, in, in his current condition, he's gotten quite a bit better then when we got him, do you think that you could, you know, that you could spay, spay Hope? He's like, no, I could probably neuter him, though. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, yep, this cat's definitely a male. And he lifted up his it, tail, and he, like, the cat's, the cat's top and the balls never dropped. Nope. And, like, it was so malnourished. Mm -hmm. He was like... He's like, they never dropped, but this is definitely a male cat. Yeah, most of Dendy's problem was that he was so matted from being out in he the was. wild. So she had to shave his parts down there. And then yeah. she was like, oh, by the way, this is a boy. And I and was like, fits. oh, then by the, the way, this is not Bulma. So like right there, she changed <laughs> yeah. it. Because we had decided all of our not cats are named after Dragon Ball Z characters. So we have Master Corn, we have Mr. Popo, and now we have Dende. Well, at the time when we, when I... When I convinced my loving that husband wasn't even fair. to help me Let's talk about how him. loving that was. Hold on, let me finish my story, and then you can talk about loving. So we decided that it had to be a Dragon Ball Z character. So we thought it was a girl, and we decided on Bulma. But I was like, man, I kind of wish it was a boy, because look at these green eyes. It would be perfect for little green. We'll call him Dende, you know. Aww. And so then I got my wish. But okay, now you can tell your story. You tell it your way, and then I'll tell it I'll tell really it the happened. way it actually happened. Okay, sure. My uncle had just passed away that I was very close to. And my uncle and my aunt had been feeding this cat when they could because it was very untame. It was very afraid. And it would it would very rarely come up to them to let them touch it. And so... Well, it came up to Patty, but only Patty. It would. It, it would come up to Patty and then it would get terrified of everyone else. Daniel really liked the cat, though, before he passed. And he called it mangy. He did. He called it mangy. She called it fluffy. Fluffy. And fl called yeah. it mangy. And, uh... Because he still, to this day, that cat still looks mangy. He does not have it. We've He's been tested. He just he has well, very wiry, weird hair. I, I think he should be very fluffy. But I first of all, he's he's got to be old. The vet could not, because he was so malnourished when we brought him in, the vet could not give me like anywhere close to a definitive age. She's like, he's definitely what I would consider a senior. So he's got to be somewhere between 5 and 10. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, wait, you're telling me this cat could be 10 years old? And she was like... Yeah, I'm not trying to be rude about it, but you're going to be spending a lot of money to take care of this cat, and he only may have a couple more months to live anyway. He's he's, he's definitely lived old. For yeah, he's he's been he's been over a year. Over a year, and so um. Anyways, I've seen him like twice. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he hides up there, but well, he's also except sick. for it, when yeah. it's nighttime, he'll come out and he'll he'll cuddle with me and Megan. But he let me um, pet him. When oh I've yeah, seen he's him. super he's super chill and super sweet. But but anyways, my aunt was like, yeah. Daniel really liked this cat, and, and I'm about to move. move. I don't know what the cat will do. Me, I've I've grown up in the woods my whole life. I get the circle of life. I'm like, some things aren't meant to live. Some things are going to die. So, and I was like, yeah, that that's really unfortunate. And Patty, Patty looks, looks at, at her. Point, she's yeah. like, yeah, I just don't want him to die. All the other cats are so mean, mean to, to him. him. And Megan looks at me. Baby, he's going to die. <laughs> 
the cats are mean. Yeah, that's that's so that's unfortunate. Cats are mean. Baby, he'll suffer. It's not even like he'll fall asleep. The cats my aunt mean to him and they'll rip him up. My aunt perfectly. What? They'll, they'll beat him up with socks full of oranges. They will. Yeah. My and they're aunt. having claws selves. My aunt knew what she was doing. She because, manipulated me. Let's because just be straight Megan honest. then is doing that, and then my aunt feeds off of it. Yeah, Daniel really liked this cat. <laughs> and I was like, like Baby, son we have of to a... save it for Daniel. It would be such a shame if it died <laughs> horribly. <laughs> And I was like... By getting beat to death with socks full of I was, oranges. I was like, okay, this is what will happen. So we didn't have anything to catch it with that night. Anyway, we didn't have a we didn't have a crate. We didn't... It yeah. was like a, a Saturday, so we couldn't take it to the vet anyway. So we said, Patty, will you please just trap it on... Because she had a screen and porch. Yeah. I said, will you just keep it on the porch for the next day? We will come back tomorrow night, and we will take it to the vet the next morning. Um, because, you know, with, especially with our cats, with the fact that it's been out in the wild, I don't want to bring in fleas or parasites or anything that could hurt my cats. That cat was strangely okay, uh, well, well uh, disease-wise. He was okay. He had worms, but nothing yeah. that couldn't be easily treated. So we got yeah. him treated for that. We basically had to shave and cut him because he... Cut his hair. Well, and yeah. that was whenever I saw the gangsta side of corn, of, of Dende. Oh, yeah, Because was I was going to trim it, and all of a sudden I... <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. And so, we took him back to the vet like a couple weeks later to do more tests. And that's yeah. when she gave him like a full dental checkup and everything. And she was like, oh, wow. Because he, he hadn't been eating. Yeah. And we found out he, he's got those broken teeth. So she removed the parts that were like in his gums Painful and like and... getting on it. He still has a couple cracked teeth, but nothing yeah. that's going to be causing well, him pain. So the agreement when we first got <laughs> the cat was. All right, babe. We will keep this cat for one month. Well, it was like we'll, we'll keep this cat. Later. We will get it healthy, and we and will we'll, get it and, out. And, it should probably only take about a month. That's and then after that, that, we're going to find out who wants this cat. Well, the cat's fine, except for he has tummy problems. Yeah, he, he has poops a lot. Disease. Okay, it is not treatable. And he, uh, and so it's not curable. It's treatable. Oh well, you know what I mean. Yeah, but the cat is still here and i i mean i i decently like this cat except for <laughs> if you don't clean out his crate all the time like his litter box every single like every single time he poops not yeah. even every single day he, he will immediately so just go to the bedroom find something to poop on that you love <laughs> and it's specifically like, that you show yeah, affection for well, no, and it's not even like that we show affection it's something that you have to use like I have, like, a pile in the corner of pillows that I've scrubbed the poop uh, off of, but I haven't actually put them in the ooh. washer yet. We used to have, like, I 20 pillows poop. on our bed, and he'll go and he'll poop on the pillow, or he'll poop on the um, the comforter. Yeah. And then I'll, like, obviously I'll wash it off. It's not just, like, stuck on poop on the This cat knows yeah. where he's pooping. But, yeah, he knows to poop on those specific areas, and so we're stuck with, like, one sheet and one comforter and uh, one pillow for each of us. Gam Gam's blanket. Gam Gam. I have a Gam Gam, with... no! I can't do poop. I have a thing with it. It's Don't most good. people can't. Most yeah. people. I guarantee. Megan is just like. Megan's like. Right it's I've, worth it. He's so adorable. I've been in there before. It's not as bad as you're making it out to be. Uh, I mean, to me, I, I hate the, it. Re- recently, I'm I weird with. I'm weird with smells. Like if something smells bad, I'm like. I don't like, think it smells that bad anymore. Smell now. Um, as long as long as we're taking care of it. But when we first got him, uh, he was pooping so regularly and like getting sick. On a constant basis to where it didn't matter 
the, it didn't matter how often I went up there. Every single time I was up there, there was a new thing of poop because he could not figure it out. Now he's getting really good to the point where if he thinks he can make it, he will go. Yeah. Like, but there was a while he where would he just wasn't do it even where trying. He was. he was like, well, he'd been out in the wild. Yeah. He's used to being able to poop wherever he wants. The wild man cat. He also has an underbite. That's oh adorable. my god, it's so cute. If you guys haven't seen it, um, go follow me specifically on Instagram. You can find me at Spicy Slytherin Uggs. Um, and he, I have tons of pictures of him on there, but he just looks like a derpy old man. He which does. is what he is. Well, everyone, we really appreciate you coming by here. To listen to this subject about music that was hardly about music. Other music than, like, and cats. Five, yeah, and cat poop. And, yeah. Yeah, and nieces. I'm Jesse. I'm Megan. And I'm Clay. And, and this, this was The, the subject, subject Tonight. Got it. I ate the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm leaving. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years stopped coming and the dough stopped coming. Back to the rules and I hit the Megan. Ground running.